Unless I haven't been paying attention, man, the moon doesn't look normal. You keep the pressure on, correct? We stay until we win, is that right? Yeah. At the moment, you're under arrest for incitement. Have you guys been following me? We're winning, folks. Okay, we're winning. We're pushing back the dark. You ask simply two questions to find a filthy Freemason de Molay. Where did you go to school? Which primary school? Which high school? And who's your daddy? Welcome to Tim File Tales. I'm Sauce. Hello, listeners. I'm Sandy. Last episode, we started our look back at the Melbourne protest scene to bring your attention to the different forces that fueled it. We only just scratched the surface in part one. There's so much more to talk about. In a previous episode, we spoke about the anti-vax groups around Australia and that they had been active for a while, but they weren't the only groups. 5G and common law were also percolating in the background. So there was already a loose network of people who were already sharing content with each other. So we pick up today at the end of August. It's Melbourne's second lockdown. This one will last around 100 days. We're going to paint a bit of a picture on what was happening with COVID later in the episode. But people are scared and they're starting to feel very isolated. The media conferences every day get more hectic. They spiral into hour-long tip-for-tap between Dan and the media. 3AW starts a campaign that's relentless and we just aren't hearing enough from medical experts. Remember those Facebook community groups we mentioned? Well, they are filling up with content about the virus being man-made, that it's just the flu, that people should just stop getting tested. So some people need to believe there is something else at play. So they start to click on those Facebook posts and that leads them to more content and more content. And before you know it, you're in 20 Telegram groups. You think the queen was a lizard. There's a global cabal and your burger from Macca's is made from human flesh. (laughs) So for some people, they saw this as an opportunity to perhaps make a name for themselves. Do some activism. Give themselves something to do. Perhaps make some money and a purpose. Why not? We were all sitting at home doing nothing anyway, and we had the internet. So in comes the influencers, the political activists, and the online live streamers. Fanos and Raf might have been the most popular at the beginning. They were certainly the most entertaining at that time. Uh, Raf was a very early adopter of the grift. Sandy, can I interest you in some shungite? Sure. Or perhaps you'd like to enroll at the Baleachi University? Wait, what's Beliachi, you say? Well, Raf came up with it. It's the first four letters of believe and the first four letters of achieve. Ah, believe, achieve, <laughs> Beliachi. That's the one. It's almost as bad as Tofa, but carry on. <laughs> so they did these long format lives with each other almost every second day, it felt like. And they talked a lot which led to the battle for the smiley face protest. So we're going to need a new player tonight, Anthony Kalouf, lover of Guy Fox masks and jail cells. He kind of just appeared out of nowhere, but he left his mark across three different states, three different police forces, and a bunch of disgruntled customers who are still waiting for their merch. <laughs> Kalouf might have been my favourite as far as reality TV entertainment goes. Boy, did he keep the drama. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it turns out he was sick of listening to Thanos and Raph talk about a protest maybe happening on the 5th of September. 
So he took action and decided to steal the logo that Thanos had been using on a Facebook group. Ooh, that burns. Yep. And thus, the battle for the smiley face protest was born. So Anthony announced there would be a Freedom Day protest on the 13th of September, which kicked off a flurry of posts and ultimately a bunch of arrests. First up, though, here's Thanos and Raph discussing the interloper. Clarification on what happened with the event, right? So um, the guy who originally who organised that, that post, basically he created, a, he created a, a comment saying that, you know, if myself and Raph and other people were going to sit on our hands and not do anything, he was going to take it into, uh, into his own power to do something about it, which is what he said, right? So... The two the, the people that have been in in since the beginning, putting them, themselves out there and putting their you know their entire reputation on, on the line to do something about this, and just because we didn't decide to do something like earlier because it wasn't the right time, like a few days earlier, someone ca- has come out and said, oh you know well so you you take the the smiley and you take the half a million, you do whatever you want with it. Right, you want to do something, go ahead, but don't use our, don't use something that's been that, that's been that's been created and nursed and and you know been pushed towards people with an interest from completely different parties, and then you take ownership on of, of it. Right. So anyway, we've come to terms. We've decided to do it all on the thirteenth. Okay. Now this isn't one collective person who's decided to do this. This is all people, all different influences around the country are all coming together to do it on the same date. That's it. This isn't about egos. This isn't about who's, um, you know, who's going to be the face of it, right? This is about everyone getting together on the same date and everyone, um, you know, promoting the same date Australia wide. That's all it's about. Right. Um, So, so interesting, interesting chat, Raf. That half a million comment, well, they actually believed that they would get that many people on the streets. <laughs> but anyway, they agreed to Anthony's terms and declared 13th as Freedom Day. Yay, freedom! <laughs> so Fano <laughs> sounds pretty cool, calm and collected in that clip, but trust me, he really wasn't. He was furious. And that resulted in a like constant stream, it felt like of incoherent <laughs> lies. Those lies where his eyes were darting around looking for the birds that were flying around in his lounge room. Then all of a sudden, knock on the door. You're speaking. Hi, I just uh, wanted to give you a quick check just to make sure everything's okay. Apparently someone's called through, saw a video online. Apparently you were a bit distressed, so I just want to make sure you're okay. That's fine, you don't mind if I... Uh... Yeah, yep. that's fine. All that's good. Cool, no problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm fine. Um, what's What seems to be the distress about it? Uh, apparently, you just seemed a bit erratic. You you were talking about all the COVID restrictions and all that sort of stuff. So just want to make sure you're okay. You're not having any suicidal threats. No, no, no. I was just exercising Article 19 of Freedom of Speech of the Human yeah. Rights Charter. That's fine, isn't it? Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. All good. Just want to make sure there's no, no suicidal no. threats, no nothing like that. You're not no, why would people anything? say that? <laughs> we just want to do a check. That's all we're here for, all right? No, oh, so it's just just a just a quick uh, courtesy. That, that's yeah, it. Just we're just sure here to make right. sure you're okay. We're oh, we're in trouble, mate. We're just making sure you're right. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for the um, for the concern. Have a lovely day. 
<laughs> okay, but seriously, given the level of ranting and tantruming Thanos can do, this is no surprise that the cops are doing a welfare check on him. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. <laughs> Correct. Um, so in the end, he backtracked on the date and made it the fifth again, and then there was just far too much confusion. So don't go. Because it's just stupid, you know? Anyway, can't say much, so I've got to be very careful with what I say. As um, you can probably imagine, and everyone be very careful with what you say. I'm going to sit down here. Ah, people, people, people. Think, yes, it's a trap. Duh. So half the people want the fifth, other half want the 13th. People really are not big picture people. And the so-called people who run around proclaiming to be organising things, you couldn't organise a piss up in a fucking brewery. Seriously. You're so reactionary. You're so reactionary. This is how it works. Do you understand the way these cocksuckers work? It's everything's a strategy they use. Now, the protest was always going to be on the 5th. The march, whatever it is you want to call it, was always going to be on the 5th, Australia-wide was locked in for ages ago. So anyone out there saying that nothing was agreed upon, sorry, but you're a liar. You're a liar and you've got no substance. And you're a coward. So the date set 5th of September is now Freedom Day and everyone is told to meet at the shrine, just mill around until there's enough people to show up to form a protest. Oh, and bring a Guy Fawkes mask. The ones Anthony's been selling, of course. Of course. <laughs> but in the days leading up to it, arrests start to happen. Thanos and Anthony are both arrested and charged with incitement. So is Saul Millen, who had been sharing information on this protest, along with his suburban stuff that we spoke about in the last episode. This was the time that Zoe Bueller, self-proclaimed witch, remember her, listeners? She was also arrested after organising a protest in Ballarat and creating an event on Facebook. She then live-streamed her arrest where she was handcuffed and dubbed Pregnant Mother Arrested. That video went viral around mm. the world. <laughs> she too was charged with incitement and her charges actually were recently dropped. I do want to note before we all start feeling too sorry for her that she did a post declaring that if anyone is stupid enough to get vaccinated, they are to keep away from her and her new baby for at least three weeks to avoid their vaccine shedding onto them and making them sick. Zoe is very much pilled <laughs> and quite open about her alternative beliefs. Mm. Someone else was arrested too. Excuse me. What, what's the problem? No, you don't. You don't have authorization to be on the property. You don't have authorization to be on the property. You are illegally trespassing and you will be charged. Well, show me the search warrant. Hold on, you're not just gonna. If if you do break anything, you will be prosecuted. Yeah, I'm listening. Mm, no, you're trespassing. Yeah, you've rocked up. I was on the toilet. Yeah, I've just gotten up. What? 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 Give me a minute. Well, what, what, what is this in regards to? What's it in regards to? You haven't told me anything. Incitement for what? 
I told them not to go to the protest. Well, come and talk well, I'm telling you right now. I can speak to you right now. Why do you want me to open the door when I'm speaking to you guys right now? Why? What, what, just explain what you're doing first, and then perhaps I'll comply easily. But you're just yelling. You've you got people everywhere. Explain. Explain. Just talk to me properly. Like, what, what is going on? You've just rocked up with force. Got no idea. Like, early in the morning. Can you just explain? And then I will open the door. What, 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 what's it to do with? Yeah, hold, hold on. What's it to do with, though? What have I done? No, you didn't tell me. Yeah, okay, search warrant for what? What, what? what are you suspecting me of doing? Yeah, to do with what? No, if you, if you do that, I will charge every single one of you. I'll take you to court and you're going to lose. Look, look at that no trespassing sign, yeah? There's seven court case precedents from the Supreme and High Courts of Australia. Yeah, because I'm trying to talk to you first. You're not telling me what you're doing. Yeah, what's it? Search warrant for what? What, what gives you the authority to have a search warrant? Whoa, you do that. You know what? Leave my shit. Don't break my stuff, you fucking retard. I think this is one of your favourites, Soz. Ah, yes. Old mate Peeper is arrested in one of the best takedown <laughs> videos I've ever seen. Rewatching it the other day for this just it just brought me so much joy. He was charged with incitement along with possession of prohibited weapons, which I think were samurai swords that he actually had hanging on his wall. So it turns out he was right in that earlier video when he said to be careful what you say. I love that little soft sit bit too with the mention of the no press trespass sign on his front door and high court cases that he had listed. That's great. But we'll take, look, let's, let's talk about him a little bit. So he'd been featuring pretty heavily with RAF. At the start, they were just about crypto bro um, and the gym, brah. But then soon it became about the corporation. Here's another little video from, from James from about the same time. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's that time again. Man, that hurts my ears. It's that time again. Time to make some noise. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. It's that time of the night again to make a little bit of noise. I had to speak to my neighbour the other night and she was like, what the hell was that racket you were making? I have to explain what was going on. She said, ah, yeah, okay. I was wondering what you were doing. Hello, guys. Just making some noise. Does everyone actually know what I'm doing? If you don't know what I'm doing, say you don't know. Boris, yeah, louder, okay. Good to see you're happy, mate. Yeah, thank you. 
No, definitely not, Pete. No, I'm just banging a hammer on a frying pan. That's all I'm doing. Hi, Susie. Hello. Boom, boom, boom. Making some noise. If, you, if, if people don't know what I'm doing, they're like, what the hell is he hitting a hammer on a frying pan? All this. This. Mr. David Limbrick's idea, I believe it was. Okay, but why aren't the neighbours doing welfare checks on this guy? If you follow my Twitter, you know that he's currently living in his van, the van that's got the cardboard number plates, and fighting his way through the courts. Uh, most recently, he was in court for driving a licensed in an unregistered van, displaying false plates and resisting arrest. But in his head, he's not the actual defendant in the case. He's the prosecutor, and he wants the police involved in his arrest, charged with attempted murder. Okay, peeper. <laughs> <laughs> Just just so you know, the reason I call him Peeper all the time is he really, really does like that name. And it's just perfect, Peeper. Uh, but anyway, we finally arrived at Freedom Day. So after a hesitant start with people peeking out from behind the bushes and wandering up and down the tan, around 250 people gather around the shrine. What is with these people and the shrine? I know. I actually had forgotten how often they used to meet there. Yeah. First up... We've got to talk about Steve. <laughs> You've probably seen him at protests. Giant flagpole, three flags, Australian flag, British flag, American flag. Huge, loud mouth, giant flog. Um, he had been getting up to a lot of really stupid stuff in the lead up to this protest. He was walking around the city a, a lot with the flags without a mask on and playing DJ sets in his front yard because he knew that the police would come. Just stupid shit. Anyway, he showed up to the protest nice and early with his mate, Marty Fokker, and quickly came to the attention of the police. I'm already being fined, thank you. Yeah, well, you're going to get fined again. Move the flag and go. Move, move. But, go. Excuse me. Move, go. Move. I'm allowed to be here, peaceful protesting. Keep moving, no way. No. At first, some people are handed infringement notices and told to move on. But the crowd doesn't despair, so they end up going for a bit of a walk to Albert Park Lake which was pretty dumb as it made it pretty easy for the cops to, to round them up. So about 15 people were eventually arrested. One person, though, he said he was arrested, but he wasn't. Started a position, petition about it and a fundraiser. I work for Rebel News. I am lawfully here. Bloody hell, that was a lot to get through. We have moved forward only two weeks on our timeline. <laughs> so the 13th of September rolls around and they're out on the streets again. This time they go to do some shopping at the Vic Markets. Again, they are told to blend in, bring shopping bags, mingle with the shoppers, and then the protest will start. This one actually sounds like a flash mob. Did they dance? <laughs> I don't think so, because <laughs> around 250 people show up and it doesn't go well. The police show up in numbers. Port make their first major appearance. 
people are running through the market, children are crying, stall holders are angry, and 74 people are arrested. Wow. Before we talk about significant arrests, let's just call out Raph. My clearest memory of this day is him wearing a scarf literally wrapped right around his head and ducking and weaving behind stalls, doing everything he could not to be on the front line, had his running shoes on. <laughs> and then this little interaction happened. Are you guys interviewing people? Uh, some people. Okay. Nice. <laughs> I know. How do you feel to work for the fake news? How do you feel? Absolutely terrorizing Australians and making them feel so fearful for their lives from the propaganda that you guys freaking spit. You pieces of shit. I don't know how you wake up at night. Yeah, Raf had no problem going up to anyone from mainstream media and abusing them. These might be the most cringeworthy type of videos throughout all of this. Reporters and the like just stand there, not antagonizing, not really knowing what to say, and obviously a little bit nervous, while anti-vaxxers and conspiracy theorists hurl rubbish at them and they think they're getting through to these people. It's just the worst thing to watch. But back to the market protest. So the main organisers of the 13th were David Stills and Tony Pecora, and both ended up getting arrested on the day um, and were both charged with incitement and given quite strict bail conditions. David Stills is also known as David Weisinger and has been around since the start and has been a vocal opponent of how the movement has been managed lately, taken to lives to call out Mission to Melbourne and all the grifting. But back in the day, he and the movement's constitutional expert... <laughs> Jackie Dundee, created Winning Victoria Back and crowdfunded over $100,000 for cases that he took to the High Court to argue the validity of the Public Health and Wellbeing Act. But much like every other case the movement has crowdfunded for, his attempts failed. But he got paid well to give it a go, I guess. <laughs> Tony Pecora, well... He joined UAP as a candidate in 2019, but was dumped by them for his conspiratorial views around 9-11. He claims he used to be a bit of a hippie and Greens member. He even founded a renewable energy company. But it kind of looks like he flipped when he had his great awakening, and that's landed him where he is today. After a few failed courtroom antics, the last we saw of him was in Mexico, sipping cocktails in an interview with Andy Nolch, of all people. Everyone... Remember the name Andy Nolch because we will talk about him later and it's not going to be good. So the 19th rolls around and they're back again in a couple of different locations. The first is a park in Elsternwick where a small group gather led by Jackie Dundee who gets arrested. The second is down by the beach in what ends up being a bit of a game of cat and mouse actually between Elwood and St Kilda. Peter Little was there that day riding up and down on his push bike, generally just talking to the horses. And Raph was on his running shoes again, um, managing to evade that front line. And then really on the 26th, it was rinse and repeat. So weekly protests are starting to be a thing and it feels like every protest brings more people. I would like to take a pause here to bring some context around what was happening in Melbourne at this time and why the actions of these protesters was being mostly frowned upon and why it would seem nowadays that heavy-handed tactics were being used. St Basil's Care Home for the Aged and Heritage Cares Epping Gardens 
endured COVID outbreaks that saw 45 residents at St. Basil's and 38 residents at Heritage Care die of COVID within weeks and over 150 staff infected. Frankston Hospital endured a COVID outbreak that saw over 600 staff members furloughed and wards temporarily closed as they worked to get the outbreak under control. The virus was straining the hospitals and ambulance services due to staff furlough and hospital resources being stretched. Non-urgent surgeries had to be cancelled to make way for COVID infrastructure. A virus this infectious required its own ward with proper airflow and spacing between patients. That took the beds that would have been used for people requiring care from surgeries. ICUs were being taken over by COVID, so non-COVID ICU patients had to be placed in theatre recovery areas, which at the time were the only suitable places to hold critical patients outside the ICU. Again, this is why the surgeries were cancelled. There were never people lying along the corridors in droves like in the movies, but it took up resources and hospitals had to be completely replanned internally to accommodate a virus like this and the disease it caused, one that they had never had to deal with before. This was the alpha strain that was showing a more severe disease outcome than the variants we see today, and it was also pre-vaccines. So while all this was happening in the hospitals and aged care facilities, the protesters were claiming COVID wasn't real. They were anti-COVID, anti-mask, anti-lockdown, making claims about their freedoms and rights while washing themselves of any responsibility at all. So in light of what was happening, these protests were not well received by the community. Hmm. Back to freedom though, eh? Yeah. Um, so walking around the streets like plague rats, Can I just pause for a moment? I need to give due credit here on the copyright. I don't want to get embroiled in the Cam Smith, Tom Tanaki battle over who came up with cookers. (laughs) So I am declaring Playgrats copyrighted by at Sixenheimer on Twitter, full stop. Playgrats was pretty, um, (laughs) it was actually a good description at the time. So I, I'm letting Six and Heimer, Cam right. Smith on Twitter well done, uh, own the copyright on that one. Thank you, Cam. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was there was a lot going on with, with the protest, but that actually wasn't all that was happening. The anti-Dan thing was really starting to build. So first up, Monica got a bus. Um, well, she didn't get a bus. A guy gave her a bus to use. It had sacked Dan Andrews painted on the side, and she drove it around doing interviews with liberal politicians at every minute, it felt like, and the Lib Dems. So she would share details on where the bus was going to be. People would go there and live stream her talking about Sack Dan Andrews. They paid a much publicized visit to Dan's office in Noble Park, where a few people were arrested, one being Marty Fokker, who was driven around for a while and then released. The bus would always come to the attention of the police, and they always went through it, gave it a good check. Uh, One day it was actually given a canary for one of the tires and Monica was straight onto that as a fundraising opportunity, asking for thousands of dollars to keep the bus on the road, Uh, $400 for a tire, but she had like a $5,000 target on that fundraiser. Wow. Yeah, that's about right. I also want to pause here and just let everybody know it's Marty Fokker. That's that's not Is that an accent? Is that an accent? Sorry, yeah, Marty Fokker with an O, not Marty Fokker. Although he is a fucker, but his name's Marty Fokker. <laughs> I just know that other people were listening to this thinking that. So that's that's done. That's cleared. <laughs> right, back to our podcast. Meanwhile, 
Mel Ann is driving around in her digital warfare truck, which had a whiteboard on it so people could come down and write how the lockdowns affected them. They would use footage from press conferences and then put clown makeup and hats on the footage and play clown music in the background. She visited Dan's office the day after Monica, actually. I mean, come on, where's the money coming from to fund this? <laughs> Who knows? So she starts RDA at the end of August and Mel starts Digi Warfare in the first week of September. And two or three weeks later, they have all the resources in the world. Yeah, that's not suspicious at all, is it? <laughs> but that's not all. If you'd looked up, you would have spotted a plane. Yeah, a plane. <laughs> But this one wasn't spraying chemtrails or seeding the clouds to flood us out. This one was displaying a banner that said, Sack Dan Andrews, no to the omnibus. A stunt crowdfunded by Mel Ann, who claims she put up $1,000 to get it off the ground. Come on, come on. Look, it was really obvious then that Monica and Mel were working together on this as they, it was very coordinated the way that they were doing it, you know, where they were going, who they were going to interview. The benefit of doing it that way Live streamers, they were never torn between who to follow. They had the full complement of citizen journalists at every single event. Everything was being live streamed and shared across countless pages and groups. A few other things were happening too. A menswear shop in the southeast called Harry's Menswear decides to open. Surprise, surprise, Monica is on the spot to cover it. She does an interview and Harry says that he has surpassed what he would normally take over Christmas 60 times over and that his shop is empty of stock. <laughs> she was live streaming this from inside the shop. So we can see the shop. Yeah, he's he, yeah. he's on the screen in his shop saying his shop's empty and he's got no stock. And the shop was full of clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we can see it. Like you're on television, mate. It's not radio. We can see. There's no self-awareness. Interesting tidbit about Harry, though. Fairly confident there was a photo on the wall in his shop of himself with Jason Wood, who is the federal liberal member for that area, who just happened to share a lot of RDA content and just happened to have been interviewed by Monica just before the visit to Harry's menswear. Huh, interesting. Hmm. <laughs> then a hairdresser decided to open oh, who yes. had a very sad tale. Oh. <laughs> the shop is called Adam and Weave. And the owners were really struggling through the lockdown because they'd lost so much of their customers. So their business was taking a big hit. Bunch of people show up, live streamers in tow, please show up, hairdressers shut down and find. You know what was a bit weird, though? Monica was interviewing the woman who owned the shop, and I thought, huh, she looks familiar. Remember that clip we paid earlier of Avi's non-arrest on Freedom Day? Mm-hmm. Well, the same lady was there with Avi on that oh. day. In fact, she wasn't just with him. She was holding a Rebel News microphone <laughs> and talking into it while Avi was being led away. So that was weird. What was also weird was... They purchased that hairdresser during the lockdown. So I don't know what clientele she'd lost because she'd actually never had a store that was open. Everything they do is connected, suspicious and questionable. Oh, they're so dodgy. Protest live streamer Marty Falker with an O (laughs) and anti-vaxxer Peter Little even visited a funeral home to talk about how many people had committed suicide during lockdowns. This was probably Ah. one of the most shared pieces of misinformation. And even today, they still talk about it. And if you point out that the coroner's report clearly doesn't reflect that, you just get told that the coroner was paid off. 
The next major protest happened on October 23rd and we're back at the shrine. And this is really the first time that both arms of what had been happening came together. All the normal people were in attendance. Jackie Dundee was there with the megaphone in hand talking about the Constitution and Topher gave a rousing speech. But this time Monica and Morgan were in charge. They walked through the crowd together with Australian flags draped on their shoulders. So much cringe. In that video, Morgan is standing to the side and next to him is a woman with a very young baby strapped to her chest. She's a Freedom Keeper, which is a global group that focuses on the fight for bodily autonomy and medical freedom. In Australia, they're kind of headed up by Taylor Winterstein, who we mentioned in our anti-vax episode. Good news, though, they've dissolved that group recently. So no doubt, though, that another will pop up and take its place. But Mm. at least it's something. Yeah. Monica? Well, she's right at the front next to Topher and she is egging him on, pumping her fist. She just looked like so joyful. So the police ended up moving them on from the shrine and they started doing what they do best, aimlessly walking around the city. They end up in two groups. One goes to the Botanic Gardens while the other one headed down Kingsway and for some strange reason they end up getting kiddled by the cops at the Ample <laughs> which is possibly the most Aussie thing. Yeah, the arrests that day were 16 with 96 fines issued. Monica does a piece to the camera uh, at the the end of her highlights reel 
and she's draped in that Australian flag and the shrine is her backdrop. So we're back at the Shrine of Remembrance. Uh, a couple of hours ago, it was a much different kind of scene here. There was pepper spray, there was horses, there was, it was really intense. My, my father, my friends got arrested. Um, they actually made my father's uh, wrists bleed. My father has never been arrested for anything in his life. He's never even been interrogated by police in all his life. So I'm a little bit shaken up, to be honest. I know I might look like I've got a brave face on, but today has been a mixture of really beautiful patriotism, uh, but as well, really scary to see the police acting the way that they are. And I think there's a point where doing your job is no longer going to work. And, and the Australian people are never going to have we're never going to like the police again and this is really, really dangerous. So now you can see behind me here, there's no people, there's no tourists, there's just a few cops standing there. I don't know what they're protecting really. No one's here. So the protesters, just so you know, they got moved from place to place to place. I think we probably walked over maybe two or three kilometres. It was all in all a very, very successful day if you're looking for numbers. It was the best show of protests that we've had you know, around the coronavirus um, handling by Daniel Andrews and the disproportionate lockdown. So all in all, I'm really happy with how the day went and I hope that next weekend I'll be reporting on a similar event that's even bigger. There were also some new faces there that day, Harrison McLean, Anthony Lev, Zach Evans and others who would go on to form Melbourne Freedom Rally, which we will be discussing later. So next up was Morgan's anti-CCP protests stop the sale of Victoria. I didn't know Victoria was up for sale. Yeah, apparently it is. But thanks, Morgan, for stopping it. So we haven't really spoken about the Prince of Pale yet, the man who looks like he needs a bag of oranges. Stat. <laughs> he does. <laughs> so let's have a quick chat about our ex-betrothed. So Morgan had been around the traps for a while. He's very much into your more right-wing politics enjoys articles by the Epoch Times, hanging around with Falun Gong, and has been associated with Avi in the past. In fact, they worked together previously on Tommy Robinson News. And in January of 2019, Avi attended an Invasion Day protest to do his thing, and Morgan was actually his cameraman on that day. Isn't that weird? Hmm. Anyway, a small crowd, and I mean a small crowd, gathers at Treasury Gardens for Morgan's protest and things could not have gone better. Not because there was a lot of people, because of this. What's the offence? You have a right to tell... I, you need it's to tell me what the offence is. Why am I being arrested? Yeah. Yeah. I would like to know... Yeah, we'll take it off. Why am I being arrested? You can't arrest me for not wearing a mask. I've given you all my details. I have a letter from my doctor and I have a work permit. Why are you arresting me? You've given me directions to move on based on the fact, based on the fact that I don't have a work permit. I have a work permit. You're not following the rules. You're not following the rules. What are you doing? Stop. You're ruining the relationship between the people and the police. Why are you doing this? Do you know how bad you guys look? We had a group of about 10 people. We were socially distanced. We were told that we were allowed to have this. I am a journalist. Morgan. Guys, we don't want to do this. I don't want to be arrested, but we're doing this to make a point because we have every right to be here. We have every right to be here. We were even socially distancing. We were doing everything we were supposed to do. This is the, I've been arrested twice already. 
Where are you going? Are you staying in the circle? Oh, we've got no choice now. So we've been told that if we stay here, we're going to get arrested. So here we go. Move. Don't, don't, don't fight it, Morgan. Don't fight it, Morgan. It's okay. Can I, are you going to take his hat? I'm next. You can just arrest me, it's okay. Put your hands on your head if you're willing to leave peacefully and we'll get an arrest. No, but you can arrest me. No, put your hands on your I'm head. not putting my hands on my okay, head. We'll get I'm a journalist. I'm a journalist, guys. I have work permits. I have an exemption for my mask. I was told that I was allowed to be here. So I'm, I'm not putting my hands on my head because... Um, yeah. I'm a journalist. I'm protected under federal legislation of implied freedom of political communication. I'm a journalist. I have a work permit. I have an exemption for my mask. Are you sure you want to arrest me? My father has it, and he—he's. If you please, can I call him and, and I'll get it for you? He's right here. He's—he's he's coming right now. Can I? Okay, I'm going to call my father. Hi guys, Rukshan here. I just had the unfortunate experience of being uh, taken into custody and then issued a fine uh, by the Victoria Police while I was doing my work as an independent video journalist um, at Treasury Gardens today. I mean, Monica being arrested, filmed by Rucksack, and then Rucksack being detained? It was exactly what they needed. Cue the outrage, cue the tyranny, cue Sky News. Yesterday there was an event called Stop the Sale of Victoria at Treasury Gardens in Melbourne, organised by the partner of Monica Smith, a journalist. Monica's website is appropriately titled Reignite Democracy. Under Daniel Andrews, democracy is dead but few are prepared to defend it. They're frightened. Well, may we say reignite democracy. Is there any leader anywhere who's prepared to defend it? We're fast losing every dimension of our humanity. Monica joins me from Melbourne with her partner, Morgan. This is a horrific story. What I found funny about the arrest was that they were told they could continue if they stayed in a group of 10. But in the full version on the Reignite Democracy Australia YouTube, you can see that she first says there are about 25 people gathered for speeches. Then she remembered the rule and said, no, there was 10. And then she forgot the rule when signing <laughs> off, saying 15 people. That's why they were arrested at the time and kind of showed that kind of shifty behaviour went on all throughout. <laughs> but she did have a do-you-know-who-I-am moment that raised eyebrows. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I have federal members of parliament backing me. I have the state, I have the legislation that comes out Like, so the federal member Monica was talking about in that clip was Craig Kelly. She had interviewed him a few weeks early or just before this arrest. Remember, at this time, he was a Liberal member. So she'd had two federal Liberal members on her show within a month of RDA starting up. The interview with Alan Jones is what you would expect. Monica and Morgan talking about tyranny and Alan Jones having a go at Dictator Dan. Also... Despite the fact she repeated it many times in those clips, she is not a journalist or a reporter, <laughs> and we will get into that during her own episode when we get to her. But she later admitted she used it as a loophole, so keep that in mind as we move through these protests. Um, by the way, the reason I always say I'm reporting is because I don't want to get locked up. I don't want to get. I don't want this to be stopped. You know, a lot of the organisers have been raided before, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I found this loophole and that's why I'm using it. 
So obviously I'm a massive supporter of these events. Okay, it's time for the big one, Cup Day. <laughs> Restrictions were eased a week before, but the protest train, it had left the station. It was time for the Steps Parliament to join the movement. It was a beautiful day in Melbourne. The sun was out and so were the cops. Lots and lots and lots of them. And they were waiting on the steps. The police had obviously thought this through as the tactics they employed gave them the upper hand almost from the get-go. First, they circled the bigger group that were standing in the middle of the intersection. Then they started to move in. There was a little bit of push and shove but the cops were quick on the pepper spray with then proud boy Jazz Searby and his Fred Perry wearing mates bearing the brunt of it. Then, before they knew what was happening, they were surrounded. Those outside the circle were blocked from leaving the area by lines of cops. And the arrest started, well, it was a cavalcade of stars. Uh, who are you? <laughs> I'm getting too well known, Monica, as your mum. <laughs> this is my mum. She's from Canada, hence the accent, by the way. Now, your husband uh, just got arrested. How do you feel? He did too. Dad? I thought it was Morgan. No, Dad just got arrested. Oh, sugar, sugar, sugar. sugar what, was your initial, what was your initial reaction to the fact that he just got arrested? Well, it's all part of the cause. We can't live in fear. We have to be ready to be arrested if that's what it takes to get the message across that this is legal, yet we're being treated like criminals and they're trying to fill us with fear and keep us from being courageous to stand up for our rights. And I love that saying, if you don't know your rights, you don't have any. So we have to hurry up and learn them and defend them. Are you scared? I have my moments, but I have my rosary. So yeah, what's this? Do you want to tell us what this is? <laughs> well, I just prayed that in front of the police. I get on my knees and they came forward and they actually had compassion. They literally picked me up and put me behind the line. Lady, go away. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny that we're actually surprised that they treated you nicely. Yeah. Isn't that weird that we're surprised? Shouldn't that be normal? I know, but in this atmosphere, it's so, so filled with fear. You don't expect compassion. If you don't move on, we're going to arrest you. I was on my knees saying the rosary, oh. with the rosary up in the air, and they, they picked, they grabbed the rosary <laughs> out of my hand. I was there for about 20 minutes, they ripped it out of my hand, and they just, just muscled me down. No, not on the ground, but they muscled me. Anything else you'd like to say, Dad? Well, I feel really sad that the, that the police actually created the situation. Okay, so we just had to do our 10-minute walk to get to the other side because they wouldn't escort us through because we're not Channel 10. But uh, looks like our, our friend here is getting processed. Is that what's going on, mate? Yeah, that's what's going on. Okay. What's your, what's your crime? Do you know? What's my crime? Um, I don't think I've committed a crime because last time I checked, protesting was lawful and I was here by myself. Yeah, right. Oh, hey, mate. I'm a free woman. Oh, what about you? Oh, well, uh, you know, I was free up until about March this year. This gentleman to my left um, took my phone off me because I, I wanted to film this for my own protection. And he basically said, I've got to trust him that he's got his camera. But we all know how that plays out. Oh, it's not my first rodeo. <laughs> trust them right now trust in this position. Right Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, how many times have you been arrested, mate? This will be my second time, actually. Yeah, the first was actually completely arbitrary because I was within my 25 kilometres. I gave valid reasons for being out. And the police officer on camera said they didn't believe me. That was outside of Daniel Andrews' office. And, oh, um, yeah, I was there too, mate. They didn't believe me either. They didn't believe you. Yeah, they, they, it's, it's a strange thing when, when, you know, no probable cause, no no reasonable uh, suspicion. 
Cops got You're smart, guy. They arrested me. They put their arms on me. They were touching me. I asked them politely not to touch me because I was not resisting. I said, yep, I'll give you my licence, whatever you want. Um, they made me turn my phone off. They would not let me live stream. Oh, I had to turn. I don't know it off. if that's legal. They said if I they said if I didn't turn it off, um, then they would have to like arrest arrest me. So they forced me to turn it off. So in this clip, we had Monica talking with her mum and dad about how her father John was arrested while holding his rosary. Freedom fighter and religious fanatic Zach Galloway, Anthony Lev, and Mal Ann, and a few other random protesters who said they were not breaking Cho directives of being in groups of more than ten when they went there by themselves. All told, 400 people were arrested. So I think they got just about every single one of them that day. Can we just take a moment, though, to talk about Anthony Lev, the I want to speak to the manager, Anthony Lev? That this isn't my first rodeo comment. I mean, he's right. It was his second rodeo. (laughs) Before this, he was a jazz musician and foodie whose socials certainly paint the picture of someone living a very comfortable life. Actually, just about everyone there was the same. Anthony's videos live streaming himself basically being an indignant Karen brought us much (laughs) entertainment. And don't worry, we will share some of these during these Melbourne episodes. But he is this average-sized guy who has done some kickboxing training in the past who tries to come across as real tough. But he appears to be a yuppie who was actively involved with Liberal Democrats having online debates on their social pages well before COVID and sharing his libertarian views. He's also a little bit red-pilled. He carries a don't tread on me flag, but was at the, pro- at the protest purely for political reasons. And we saw right through his tough facade, found him funny, to be honest. He is on my, <laughs> he is very much on my dislike list. Monica was unbearable that day. There was really nothing going on outside of lines of people being protest. So all she did was talk. I would just like to say that um, I will crowdfund to replace the police's um, incomes. We will polite, we will replace your incomes if you work for the people instead of us. We can actually have like a private security firm or something. And you guys can start working for the people instead of working for Daniel Andrews. She never did fundraise for the cops. Might be because her followers were not exactly the kind of people who would want to pay cops to be on their side. Yeah, that was the beginning of many harebrained ideas Monica came up with and threw into the wind to see if any landed. Ugh, and David Limbrick stamped (laughs) himself as a man of the movement that day too. You haven't been to one of these um, events yet, have you? I've been to protests, but not to this one, no, no. Okay, like, look around you. Yeah. Um, this is this is basically um, the beginning of, of them kind of circling us and actually making us come closer together. Yeah. Do you feel any anything right now going on inside your body? Oh, uh, look, I'm okay so far, but, you know, we'll see what happens, I suppose. But, well, <laughs> we are really glad to have I've been a to lots of protests and uh, I'm used to staying cool, but we'll see what happens, now, yeah. Why have you just, why have you come here? I want to witness to what's. Ha- I want to witness what's happening. Um, you know, I've seen lots of bad things happen. As of you, I've seen you get arrested last week. Um, I want to bear witness to what's happening, and I want to listen to what people are saying about. You know, they're exercising their right to free assembly, and of course, I support people's right to free assembly. Of course, I've opposed these uh, draconian restrictions on human rights that we've seen throughout the lockdown. I think if we're at zero cases now, 
for four days in a row. If we can't get our human rights back now, when can we get them back? Well, you just got interviewed by Channel 10. Yep. And he did make you feel guilty for being involved in this. He said that you shouldn't be involved being a member of parliament. Well, no, he's challenging it. I mean, that's that's what that's their job, so yeah. But you, you, you're just... We'll see, we'll see what we'll see what it turns out like on well, the news. <laughs> thank you so much for turning up. I feel more protected having you here, so that's Yeah, awesome. well... <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Enjoy the day. He later released a media statement and the part that made me laugh was this. Yesterday, police herded people together, forcing them to mingle at close proximity for four hours or more and then essentially charged them for failing to socially distance. (laughs) (laughs) Mr Limbrick says there was a stark contrast between police handling of yesterday's protests and the Black Lives Matter protest he attended in June. Oh, how did I know? Yep. So it goes on. We were able to socially distance at the Black Lives Matter protest, so I'm not surprised no cases emerged. I am not sure I can say the same about yesterday. If any cases emerged from the protest yesterday, it will be the government's fault. Oh, lol. (laughs) <laughs> a group of people who fundamentally believe COVID right. doesn't exist uh-huh. aren't going to wear masks. They're they were not. never going to wear a mask, David. They were never going to socially distance. But dictator John. <laughs> I'm here to say one main word. Scam. 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 At the start of December, Morgan joins old mate Three Flags and Anthony Lave at a Stop the Steal rally. Yep, yep. I have to paint a picture here for the listeners, but Steve is talking in front of Trump 2020 and Trump Pence flags and I want to speak to the manager. Anthony Lev is standing there with his don't tread on me flag. God bless America. (laughs) For four long years, we watched in anger as overnight this previously beloved celebrity went from being the toast of America to a supposed stain on the bottom of her shoes. His family and friends slandered, harassed and attacked daily by political activists disguised as journalists in the Marxist mainstream media. We looked on with disgust as they lied to our faces and said he was helped by Russia to win the presidency from the darling of the deep state, crooked crooked Hillary Clinton. And now these same media clowns tell us to sit down and ignore real provable election fraud? Not a chance. The Marxist media might have sucked most of our people into their matrix of trash and blindness, but the rest of us red-pilled the shit out of ourselves on the internet and we've woken up mad as hell. Mad as hell that right when we should be celebrating the glorious second term of our God Emperor Trump, we've been plunged into a sick, twisted reality of inhuman lockdowns, face masks, anti-social social restrictions, and perhaps most disturbing and frightening of all, we've come face to face with our evil Western governments, their Nazi-like health officers, and their Nazi-like, brutal and unthinking enforces the police. 
Chief Wiggum might call me a batshit crazy conspiracy theorist for this, but I don't think it's a coincidence. So a month after Trump gave his awesome speech to the United Nations, where he said, the future does not belong to globalists. The future belongs to patriots. The future belongs to sovereign and independent nations who protect their citizens, respect their neighbors, and honor the differences that make each country special and unique to world leaders' faces. And all of a sudden, it's a coincidence that a month later, this global coronavirus fake pandemic was being simulated by the creepy cringe lords, Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, and their minions. And I certainly don't think it's a coincidence that this fake pandemic was then used to justify the use of easily manipulated mail-in ballots by the Democrats to cheat their way into the White House. Oh, how cringe. <laughs> and Morgan's just standing there. And it's just like the most cringe. Th and like their little march. And it's literally four people marching. Yeah, oh my God. it's so stupid. Are we going to back Trump and back freedom? And rise proudly for our traditions and our culture and say Joe Biden is a communist puppet and communism has killed 100 million people and oppressed 100 million more. The future is patriotism. The future is capitalism. The future is freedom. The future is Trump. Trumpy, Trumpy, Trumpy! Trumpy, Trumpy, Trumpy! 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 Trumpy, Trumpy, Trumpy! Yeah, baby! Love you, Trump! Ma! And then this happened in a park in Broadmeadows. Turn down your volume, dear listeners. Now my law firm is growing and we're getting more people. And it's been my heartache to see the legal profession, the corrupt legal profession in this country. Judges out. We'll keep calling all of them out. And 
feel there's revolution on the streets. Yeah. And if we need to shed blood for peace, then so be it. Yeah. Oh boy, can you believe she was a practicing lawyer at that point? For those who haven't heard her dulcet tones before, that is Serene Tefaha from Advocate Me. You know, we all talk about the money that Monica was able to get for her court case, but Serene is the reigning fundraising champ Mm -hmm. with estimates close to the $1 million mark for a class action relating to the housing towers that were put into lockdown. She was subsequently disbarred and all of her accounts frozen. If you follow her on Telegram, you know that she can get... mm, little bit excited. (laughs) Excited is an understatement. That lady needs meditation classes daily. She is absolutely not zen. (laughs) But look, it was recently announced that a class action will proceed on behalf of some of the residents. And we do believe it is certainly something that deserves its day in court. Preferably though, with a stable law firm who doesn't Mm. need to crowdfund and will bring appropriate arguments to the court. Hmm. And maybe someone not so readily accusing judges of being corrupt and pedophiles. I don't know. Yep, that would be great for them. (laughs) So that's 2020 done and dusted. Oh, one last thing. Raf organized a New Year's Eve party at Elwood Beach. And it was a little bit sad that all the cops did was ask them to turn the music down a little bit. And he did cause revolution, baby. (laughs) But let's finish on a good note and proof that sometimes Karma drives around the corner and hits you, well, like an omnibus. One thing we know about conspiracy theorists is they love a false flag and can spot a crisis actor when they see one, right? Just as Digital Warfare did, or Monica calling on her troops to pile on people they don't like, Raf and Thanos were not immune to this tactic either. It really was the thing to do. So when a man called Ahmed Hassan, who is an advocate for disadvantaged youth in Victoria, appeared on telly after contracting COVID and speaking to the viewers about the dangers of the disease and how to keep safe, Raf and Thanos decided to publicly out him. Mm. So back in July 2020, he appeared on Channel 7 to share his story of how he'd ended up in hospital after catching COVID. Then things went left. His story was jumped on pretty quickly by the movement. There was talk of using a freedom of information request to gain access to his medical records and that he was a plant. This then escalated when people found pictures of Mr. Hassan with Dan Andrews. The pictures were taken as part of his youth advocacy work. That did not stop them. Mr. Hassan's contact details were then posted online and the online hate stepped up. In the end, Mr. Hassan and another man who was targeted decided to launch legal action in an effort to stop trolls spreading misinformation. Let's have a listen to what happened back in October 2020. 2020, Fanos Panietis and I appeared in a video recording that was published on Facebook. In the video, we discussed Mr. Ahmed Hassan, the content referred to in that video and representations that were made in reference to that content allowed for an inference to be drawn that Mr. Hassan was a paid crisis actor who had lied about testing positive to COVID-19, who has conspired with corrupt politicians for financial gain in a separate publication not involving Thanos Paniades. There were representations made by me that Mr. Hassan had likely associated with politicians who were pedophiles. These representations that were made in relation to Mr. Hassan were not based on any actual facts. Accordingly, I 
unequivocally retract the representations I made on that day and apologize to Mr. Hassan and his family for any hurt or damage caused to him as a result of that video. Hi everyone. In July 2020, Rafael Fernandez and I appeared in a video recording that was published on Facebook. In the video we discussed Mr. Ahmed Hassan. The content referred to in that video and representations that were made in reference to that content allowed for an inference to be drawn that Mr. Hassan was a paid crisis actor who lied about testing positive to COVID-19, who, who has conspired with corrupt politicians for financial gain. The representations that were made in relation to Mr. Hassan were not based on actual facts. Accordingly, I unequivocally retract the representations I made on that day and I apologise to Mr. Hassan and his family for any hurt or damage that was caused as a result of that video. Thanks guys, goodbye. So they lost and had to retract their accusations. Justice at last. But we've discovered some good news, listeners. Don't we need some good news? Oh, we do. We do. Give it to me, Sandy. All right. So where is Ahmed Hassan now? Well, he has done the ultimate fuck you to Thanos and Raph and their dirty little minions by being selected as Victoria's Young Australian of the Year. <laughs> to be awarded Victorian Young Australian of the Year means a lot to me, I think. I have a lot of work cut out for me in the next 12 months. Um, you know, to work for all young people, regardless of their background or whichever profession they're in, to support uh, the next generation and create opportunities for more young people so that we can have more leaders and hopefully to see more young people playing a role in all aspects of society. I think that's what I, what I think I'll be doing with my award in the next 12 months. done, Ahmed. And just to give a little bit more background to the work that he does, he co-founded Youth Activating Youth in 2014, which is a not-for-profit organization in Victoria that assists marginalized, disadvantaged youth. One thing is for certain, Ahmed is making real change in the world that Raf and Thanos only dream of doing. Last episode, we talked about Mission to Melbourne and the lead up to the multi-day event. And then we jumped on the conditional release program and spoke to Joel and Jack about what all went down. When we get to Mission to Melbourne in our Melbourne series timeline, we will bring you clips and stories from that event. So that is coming. But in the meantime, if you want a quicker update, jump over there and have a listen if you haven't already. But the fallout has been interesting, hasn't it, Sauce? And you've been keeping an eye on all of that. Yes. Um... Unfortunately, our warrior princess angel Joan of Arc, Tammy, has been bearing the brunt of a lot of fallout with people questioning, of all things, the price of the merch. It was expensive. They're really annoyed, but, but like 
think there was bigger issues on the over, over <laughs> yeah. mission to Melbourne, but okay. Yeah, look, she's really getting a fair amount of heat. She's been doing a lot of posts, you know, angels, she's the saviour and, you know, you won't bring me down with all of your negativity. But she's done. Tammy's done. Tammy's done in the movement. Yeah. I am declaring it. She's going to pivot away to something. Not sure what. Um, but I reckon she's done. What do you think, Sandy? Do you reckon she's done? Maybe she has a better... Um career in juicing and curing impossible diseases that way correct (laughs) correct correct maybe she could morph into maybe she could start going around with hoodie and do a little bit of a faith faith heal juice cleanse scam that could work (laughs) people would do it (laughs) bloody hell they would she's got an audience Um, so that's her Let's talk about, you know, Brad and the, the Naughty Camber boys. So they, they did hang around Melbourne for a few more days, but, you know, they couldn't get up to much because they were under close surveillance from, from Sheeds. And I mean close surveillance. I'm not sure if anyone, you know, joined me on the three-hour Sheedy fixed camera live stream. <laughs> no, I didn't. Sorry. Andy, we had a camera I fixed. I had my feel. <laughs> She had a fixed camera on them because they stayed at Parliament. They didn't go on the march. They just sat there and she kept the camera on them for three hours. Oh, my God. For three hours. She And she spoke she for called, three hours. She called for a bunch of other live streamers, didn't she? Like, did any yeah. of the other ones turn up or was it just her? It was like Avengers Assemble. Live streamers, assemble. Like, she was the boss of the live streamers. Like, she gets 20 people look at her streams. Like, I don't know why she's got this thing going on at the moment where she thinks, like, she's the boss of Melbourne. Um, Yeah, all the normal people who show up every week were there. None of them went because she demanded them there. They went because they go every week. So that was a bit weird. Unfortunately, in bad news, it looks like Sheeds and Ad have broken up. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. There was a little bit of, you know, him doing a post to say we're no longer working together, her doing a post, making some... Pretty serious threats. Wow. Okay. Well, not threats. Serious allegations. Oh, okay. Off, off. You know, well, those things. Those are allegations have been going around the movement a lot lately. So, what's a few more? There's <laughs> a bit of stuff. There's a bit of stuff lying around. Um, she's leaving Melbourne to go somewhere with oh. Tony the Budgie. Ah. Oh. Um, yeah, he's back. He's her one true love. Yeah. Most loyal. So that's them. Ah. Uh, Gropy, Gropy Grifter has kitted out another bus and he's gone off on a, on a, on another sabbatical. Oh, my God. This one is, in his words, a new journey begins, oh. a search for what we've lost maybe, our culture, <laughs> our identity, our sovereign power. All he had to do was apologise. Fuck off, Gropy. Fuck. Don't come back. But now that he's gone, they're having another disco. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, this one might be fine. So he's left town. So, you know, they can all get back together and have a little bit of a boogie and not not worry about what would happen next. Another little thing about him, though. A lot of people are confused as to how quickly his face seemed to heal (laughs) after after getting a good going over. Like, he's literally good as new again. Yeah, now that one would have been that we discussed that in the crossover with the conditional release program, and we will get into that. But yeah, uh, someone took some justice out on Michael Grey Grift. 
um, <laughs> on Saturday during the mission to Melbourne, mm. and he got pretty banged up, apparently. Yeah, well, you wouldn't know it, no. No, it looks like it never happened. So, yeah, so so he's, like I say, go off on a long journey, Michael. Hopefully, I don't know, don't your van. Don't return, don't return, don't come back. Hopefully your little bus breaks down in the middle of nowhere and we never see you ever again. Yep. Um, but they're still meeting at the steps every week. Much smaller crowd, much smaller. Looks like the drummers, Angel and the drummers, appear to be the ones organising it. So Wasn't yeah. there an outing of them that Tammy outed them? Pretty yes. much doxed them as uh, Qantas employees. Yeah, and and also Angel's name's not Angel. No, uh, we now know her real name is Vicky. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, she did that because of that photograph of the donations bucket. Yes, because yeah. that was actually them. That wasn't Mission to Melbourne. Right. That was that was the Qantas. We got sacked. We want to take them to court. Please give us some Car money. Section. Yeah. 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 Well, that's fair enough. Yeah, but they are still talking about a vigil in the lead up to the election, but that's Billy and Anthony Barge. So Yeah. There's a we'll few other that ones that are going to be happening coming yeah. up. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on obviously. You know, we've got high noon every day at Dan Andrews office where Morgan and Aiden show up with a stupid whiteboard and Aiden oh. screams stuff and gets and- his maths wrong. And says every policy is cost neutral, just <laughs> cost neutral. That's it. Like no details. Um, so that's still happening, but we'll see. We'll see. It'll kick off before the election. They'll get more people back. They will. Yeah. And then if Dan Andrews gets in, we're in for oh a big reaction from that. Yeah. That's my yeah. guess. They're so silly, Sandy. They're so silly. How do you feel about being called a tinfoil hat category? I know how I feel about it, especially when I got dozens of freaking recordings to tell you that I'm not wearing no tinfoil hat. If they call you a tinfoil hat wearer, say, oh, thanks. Um, yeah, I- I'm sure you have really nice hats at your house. Okay, listeners, this is the part where Sauce and I share a random clip to look back on. So today, Sauce will go first. And she's just given me a video here for me to have a look at. Okay, so we've got here David Stills. So this is David Stills. Yep. So have a have a look and then we'll have a chat about it. To, to as many people as you can. We, we, want, we want the Matt Lawsons and, and uh, Pete Evans and Bartolo, all these people, we want them to see this. And, and all of these people who are, um, you know, who are your key influencers, all these people who are part of um, the Millions Rise, who all of a sudden, all of a sudden are, are, are anti the movement. You know, someone said to me that we're, um, that, that, that the movement itself was paid for. It was paid for. And then we see these guys, or one of these guys is like Mike, who's saying, you know, here, here, here's some advice on your rights. And then he goes and sells, <laughs> he goes and sells the advice. I just, look, this is a movement for freedom, not for making money, for freedom, right? Freedom for your kids, freedom for your kids' kids, freedom for your, for your grandparents, everybody. And someone's trying to profit from it. I say, no, fuck that. Incitement my ass. 
This is Australia and we have helicopters flying above our, our heads every night. What the fuck is with that? Okay, so the date on that, Sandy, is September 2020. Yes, I noticed that. And it is almost word for word what he's saying today about are you in this for the right reason? I'm here for freedom. I'm not here for people making money. And it's just crazy that like it's two years later and he is basically posting the same stuff now. Yes, but the only thing that confuses me is that he did it too and he raised over $100,000 so that he, because he promised a solution. He said, we'll take this to the yeah. I don't think he ever really promised that it was a solution, but he wanted to give it a go. And Correct. I mean, I guess when I think about that, though, like they did use the money for purpose. Yeah, true. Yeah. But they weren't um, qualified. And they, oh, they just God, did no. it themselves. And I mean, we'll, we'll get to it at some point, but it did, it, it did end up in a fight on the, literally on the street between Avi and Jackie Dundee about where did all that money go? Because unfortunately they did start getting involved with maybe lawyers that were a little bit shonky and ripped them off. Um, yeah. But I just thought, wow, it's so interesting that like two years later, they're still complaining about people making money. And like, I don't understand why they get so frustrated with Tammy making a hundred bucks on a hoodie. And yet Monica made close, what, $300,000? Oh, yeah, yeah. For, for a court case that her parents told us was free, that her lawyers yeah. were doing it for free. And it's like, I just don't understand why he's like, and I think it goes to show what we were talking about with Jack and Joel, is that if you are, if you can pull a big enough crowd, you will be forgiven everything. Yeah, yeah. And the whole part of the whole grifting thing is that the money goes somewhere and nobody knows where it went. They're relying on other yeah. people's money. It's donations. The very best they could do is have an in and out, you know, what money went in, where it was spent, where it went, and none of them. They'll say, oh, I'm very transparent. I'm very, very transparent, Correct. but they're not. They never produce receipts. Yeah. They never produce bank no. accounts, nothing. No one knows where any of this money, it's got to be well over a million dollars, Oh, well, over, maybe. Uh, and the rest. And the rest, yeah. And nobody knows where any of this money went. Nope. And what did it get them? Nothing. They are still walking around the streets two years later, chanting the same things. It just gave them a job. Nothing changed. It gave them a job temporarily. That's what you just paid for them to just do some social stuff. Hopium. Produce some content and try yep. and then achieved absolutely nothing. And unfortunately, you know, the, 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 the punter, the, the people at the bottom of their multi-level marketing scam yeah. have lost their jobs, don't see their families anymore, yeah. and are desperate for, for a win. Exactly. And that, that's how they keep getting them. They just, you know, look at Guru, like, oh, my God, there's another lockdown coming. You know, they're going to steal your children. They're going to, you know. Yeah. Teachers are telling your ch children to change genders like all the most ridiculous outlandish stuff that they say yeah yeah but that they give people every now and then a glimmer of hope and when they see hope they just open their wallets yeah yeah and they give them their last cent like the amount oh. of times that we would see posts saying i've lost my job i've got nothing i'm i can't i'm gonna lose my house but here is twenty dollars because i think you deserve oh. it <laughs> God. It's it's crazy to me, yeah. but like I say, I just thought that that was interesting because he is probably the most 
grassroots than all of them. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. His views are, in my opinion, like backwards and wrong, but he believes it. Probably one that believes it. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I've just heard of this joke the other day. How many freedom fighters does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know. None, because they don't change anything. (laughs) Oh, one thing thing that we we will also do is um, we were talking about Tammy warrior princess Cena angel Joan of Arc someone on Twitter <laughs> someone on Twitter has done the most beautiful poetry <laughs> rendition of that of that post yes and it is it, it is very good it is very very good so uh, I shall retweet that and people can have a listen because it's you know it's quality it's quality work All right, so um, I've got one here that I have shown Soz and it is one that went viral on my Twitter and it just fits because of what happened um, because of the convoys for Mission to Melbourne. When I was calling Canberra a giant gay rave and people were going down, like the amount of, go back and watch those videos that I was doing during people wanting to join these convoys and go to Canberra and I said, you don't know what you're doing with the water down there. I said it probably 10 times over the, five or six streams I did during the Canberra times. But I said, I've got Mike Dave was there, my partner was there, a few of my friends were there. I didn't say they couldn't go. I didn't call them numpties for going or call them names or say they're idiots. But I said, you don't know what you're doing. This is what's probably going to happen. And you don't know what you're doing with the waters. And then what happened? The floods. It's like, don't believe me, go back and watch those streams. They were done before and during when people were, were there. And I just called it for what it is. It was a gay rave. It was people jacking off and putting their seed, their creative energy into the ground. Now, if you want to make a baby, so when people say we want change, we want, well, liken it to having a baby. Men, by the way, can't get pregnant. I don't care what you believe or your opinion. It's worth nothing if you think men can get pregnant. And if you want to make a baby as the highest form of creativity, jerking off's not going to do it, you know? Just jizzing all over the ground is not going to do it. But what you will do is because there's no such thing as wasted energy. It just transmutes or somebody else can take it, which is why I talk about energy harvesting. What people did down there was jacked off because no one changed anything. You enjoyed having a gay rave, which is exactly what it was. You jizzed all over the ground. And then the Masons, you you jizzed into a Masonic uh, energy grid. And they harvested all of that and they used it to help flood and kill people. So... But I'm not calling anyone a cunt for going to Canberra because people in their heart of hearts wanted to do what they thought was best. And I respect that. Despite what I'm saying, I respect that. I respect that. And I respect the will of people and I respect people's good heartedness. I hate it when I get messages. Where I can't figure out how to turn that block. It's on airplane mode for fuck's sake. Phones. The thumb. I'm not calling anyone a cunt. (laughs) (laughs) This one came to my attention because leading up to the uh, mission to Melbourne, we were kind of wanting to gauge like who was going to go, how many people were going to go, like was it really getting traction or whatever. And I was in um, Telegram, of course, (laughs) and I kept saying, people were starting to say, I kept seeing these little comments every now and again saying, oh, I think Tom Barnett's right. I don't think I'm going to go. And I was like, what is this Tom Barnett video? But anyway, once you're sitting there a little while, someone shared the video. And um, when I watched it, I couldn't believe it. So they're basically 
choosing not to join the Mission to Melbourne convoy because Tom Barnett told them that he warned them at the EPIC convoy or convoy to Canberra that if they go, they're going to create energy from jizzing on the ground and it's going to fill the Masonic grids and it's going to cause flooding because that's what caused the flooding up there. And death. And death. And it death. will kill people. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, but I had to laugh because um, when they had the convoy mission to Melbourne on their, their lap of love and they did the convoy, <laughs> it rained. <laughs> it rained. A so lot. he was right. He was a little bit right. He's always right. Just ask him. <laughs> so anyway. I tell you what, he has the most weirdest, there's no one like him. Yeah. I, I, his brain, every time he talks, his brain misfires. <laughs> like Maybe Nate Max. He's a little bit the same. He's a little bit in that same, you know, he's from Byron. You know, he's always talking about energy and all that kind of stuff. But it's just so weird. Tom's weird, weird, man. He really is. So anyway, I thought that was fitting. And I know you guys really loved it because um, I shared it on Twitter and heaps of shares and heaps of views. I think it was at 6,000 or something. So I'm like, okay, people like that stuff. I do too. (laughs) It's okay. I get it. Anyway, that's a little bit of fun. He does bring the entertainment. Oh, God, yes. Thanks for listening to Tinfoil Tales. After the last episode, I tweeted a link to some amazing research that was available to read. We've redone that link again, but this week it's in the show notes if you're looking for it. Also, there is a great podcast called The Dirt Unit. And if you think we've gone deep, these guys went deeper. So have a pen and paper ready and listen to their views around how Thanos was potentially peeled by Sasha Stone. That had me going, what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> Feel free to follow us on Twitter. You can find Soz at SOS149 and Sandy at Sunny Sandy L. That's Sandy with two E's. So next week, we'll start our journey on Australia Day 2021. We'll talk about the involvement of white supremacy and hard right politics. The worldwide rally for freedom becomes a thing and more crazy chaos will ensue on the streets of Melbourne. But for now, it's time to take the tinfoil hat off and come out of the rabbit hole. See ya! Bye everyone.